Celtic music from across the globe and across town. I'm Dave Baghdad, and I'm so glad you could join us. On tonight's program, we'll continue our Celtic Colors preview and chat with Don Beaton and Maddie Rankin. Thanks for being here. Cade Mila Falcha, you're very welcome here for this 218th edition of the Kitchen Party Kaylee. I'm your host, Dave Baghdad, and we have a great show for you. Some things you may know, and a lot you probably don't. As I told you last week, this is one of my very favorite times of the year, the run-up to the Celtic Colors International Festival in Cape Breton. During our last show, we did our annual look back at historic Cape Breton music, and tonight, and the first two shows of October, will feature some truly great artists who will be appearing at Celtic Colors, not just from Canada, but also from Ireland, Scotland, and the U.S. We're also going to have some very special interviews, including two this evening. We'll have our annual chat with Don Beaton, the excellent fiddler and artistic director of the Celtic Colors Festival, and also another fiddler, the brilliant Maddie Rankin, who will be in town this week with her band, The Outside Track. We have a lot to do tonight, and I'm glad to have you here with us. I mentioned The Outside Track, and let's begin with this fine multinational group, which features Maddie on fiddle, along with Ailey Robertson and Fiona Black, both from Scotland, on harp and accordion, respectively, and Teresa Horgan from Ireland on flute and vocals. They'll be appearing this Thursday, September 28, at the Music Room in the Butler University neighborhood. We'll talk more about the show later, but first, let's hear some music. From The Outside Track's most recent album, 2015's Light Up the Dark, Let's check out a medley of Carousel Prime, Editor's Favorite, The Eel in the Sink, and Homage to Rooney. We'll then have a song from the Paul McKenna Band from Scotland. But first, here's the outside track with Glorious A on the Kitchen Party Kaylee. Thank you. 
It always happens in this way I've fallen one more time You'd think I'd learn from my mistakes Another mountain left to climb So say a prayer for me That one day I might be The hand that holds the answer To the questions that we seek The hand I'm dealt is always weak The journey never ends No kings or queens are losing streak I know the rules I now must bend So say a prayer for me That one day I might be The hand that holds the answer To the questions that we seek The hands of time on which we wait The grief that time forgot Time is a fire in which we burn Faster than our hearts can watch Now I must keep on climbing high Like the flowing river run I hope I've learned from my mistakes The story's just begun So say a prayer for me That one day I might be The hand that holds the answer To the questions that we seek So say a prayer for me One day I might be The hand that holds the answer To the questions that we seek The Paul McKenna Band there, the fine group from Glasgow. Paul and the lads have released four albums to date, and from Paths That Wind, which came out in 2016, we heard one more time. The Paul McKenna Band will be appearing at this year's Celtic Colors Festival, and their record was produced by Scottish music legend John McCusker, who will also be at Celtic Colors. We'll hear from John a little later this evening. Before Paul, we heard a terrific medley from the Outside Track's most recent album, Light Up the Dark a set consisting of Carousel Prime, Editor's Favorite, The Eel in the Sink, and Homage to Rooney. We'll be hearing more from this fine group later as we preview their show in Indy this coming week. For now, though, we'll keep it going with Allison Brown, the trailblazing five-string banjo player who is also the founder of Compass Records, the label which has given us so many great releases. Although Allison is not a Celtic artist as such, she's recorded a number of pieces that have an Irish twinge to them. Let's check out one of these now, a tune called Caro Keel, which appears on her 2005 album Stolen Moments. She's accompanied here by John Doyle on guitar and Seamus Egan on whistle. We'll then have a lovely medley from Dawn and Margie Beaton, right after Alison Brown on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. (laughs) 
Dave Mahalik from Celtic Colors International Festival, and you're listening to the Kitchen Party Daily.
Two selections there from artists soon to appear at Celtic Colors. First, we heard Carol Keel from banjoist Allison Brown, a selection from her 2005 album Stolen Moments. In addition to being the co-founder of Compass Records with her husband and bass player Gary West, Allison is very likely the only artist we've ever played on the program who graduated from Harvard and then earned an MBA from UCLA. She put her music aside to work for Smith Barney for two years before returning to her real calling, and she's been performing, recording, and running probably the most important Celtic music label ever since. We then had a visit from Dawn and Margie Beaton, the fiddle-playing sisters from Mabu, Cape Breton. They started dancing at age four and fiddling the following year, and in 2008, they were honored with the Big Sampi Award, given every year to a promising young Cape Breton artist. This allowed them to make their only record to date, A Taste of Gaelic, which came out the following year and won an East Coast Music Award. From that disc, we heard an air, Down the Burn, Davy Lad, into three reels, The Post Road, The Lasses of Stewarton, and A Taste of Gaelic. Dawn is also the artistic director for the Celtic Colors International Festival, and we've developed an annual tradition of speaking with her about each year's upcoming event. Let's give a listen to my most recent chat with Dawn right now on the Kitchen Party Kaylee. Well, first of all, welcome back once again. It's nice to have you here for our annual visit. Yeah, it's great to be chatting. It doesn't seem like a year ago that we were doing this <laughs> chatting about last year's event. And this year, it seems like there's a definite getting back to basics and getting back to the Roots theme. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So with the Roots theme, it kind of all came together timing-wise in terms of just kind of Canadian celebrations versus any sort of change coming off of the 20th anniversary for the festival. But it was it's Canada's 150, and I had had this idea for a little while to, you know, we focused on the Celtic part and Celtic colors, you know, in terms of audience development and incorporating lots of youth and, and feeding youth programs that educate youth in a cultural perspective. And I kept thinking, well, there's a 50-50 balance there. And we've had, although not with maple trees, some bugs and blights that have kind of changed the scope of the hills around here and just kind of keeping an eye on our beautiful landscape and the other reason for the festival being in the fall, of course, the trees. So that's kind of where the Maple Project came from. And it, it coincided beautifully with Canada's birthday and Roots Music, what's rooted and what's authentic to each culture around the world under the kind of Celtic umbrella was a really good fit. So that's kind of the genesis of the Roots theme. And this year, for the first time, you have two Canadian artists in residence. Yeah. For those of our listeners who are maybe new to the festival, tell us about what the Artist in Residence program is in general, and then what these two gentlemen bring to the table in particular. Sure. So we've done the Artist in Residence program since 2001, and traditionally it's kind of pulled from a Cape Breton Artist in Residence and a Visiting Artist in Residence, which has predominantly been Scottish, certainly some Irish and American in that. So we've always had the Canadian covered, but it wasn't necessarily planned, but it just happened to be. So the Artist in Residence are two musicians that give some help and give some thoughts on the programming and what it should look like. Traditionally, it's meant that they've taken on a project or a specific show or they've helped increase their knowledge with respect 
respect to certain cultures or regions. So that's kind of where that generated from. We're doing a song house, but with a more Canadian slant, an entire roster of Canadian artists. And the constant between the first version and this year's version is James Keelahan. So he was the perfect artist in residence choice for us this year. And James and Buddy McDonald are local reps, go back a long way. And they both come from beautiful storied songwriting lifestyles. So there's a lot of song and songwriter perspective built into the overall festival. And that's on purpose as well. And in addition to a lot of returning favorites in terms of artists, who are some of the newcomers about whom you're most excited? Well, there's so much. Right at the top, we've got McGoldrick, McCusker, and Doyle. And we've had John Doyle many times, but we've never had Michael and John here specifically for the festival treat to have them here. We have an Aboriginal component right in our opening show with a group called Eva, which stars Kathleen Merritt, who is from Nunavut and has paternal relationships here in Cape Breton, so it's a nice marrying of what she does between her two cultures, respecting both her mom and her dad, so that's really exciting. We haven't had Garnet Rogers here before, just the way things have timed out. Everyone's got a busy schedule. Talisk. Fergal Skyle is here on his own, but he's been here as Wee Banjo 3, Ten Strings and a Goatskin, Bondabara. Going through the list, oh my gosh, there's so many. Paul McKenna, or Rhiannon Giddon. So it's a nice marrying of folks that have not been here as artists and folks that it's just been a little too long a spell, and we're having them back, so... And then, of course, on the subject of artists, I feel I should ask about those Beaton sisters. Yeah. <laughs> well, I try not to put us in too many because it's a busy week, and there's a year where I didn't put us in at all. But for this year, I have just Margie and I in the Christmas Island show, the lovely little venue in the center of the island. It's a matinee on the second day, Saturday the 7th. Without trying, it's kind of been a very female-centric show as well, nice mix of Gaelic and fiddle. We're also part of the group Philanta, which will be in the dance show on the Tuesday in Strathbay and Mabu. Another opportunity to see us in a little different dynamic. Well, Dawn, for those people who are interested in attending, I know that certainly some shows are sold out, but plenty of others have tickets remaining. What is the best avenue for people to find out more information and buy tickets? Great question. So, yeah, we've had an incredible response this year, right from day one at the launch and ticket sale date. And as always, although we have some sold-out shows, there are definitely shows available with tickets up for grabs. So you can always go online. It's an up-to-date, minute-to-minute status of what the ticket scenario is. That said, it's always a good idea just to give our friendly box office staff a call. They can give you first-hand knowledge as to the best seats in the house, what's available, if you're looking to stay in a certain region of the island, if you want to grab the meal that's before the show, just down the road. Sometimes we sell tickets for those. So they're an incredible staff that can help to carve out all or a portion of the week for people that want to come. So there's still tickets available for sale, certainly the opening show and the closing show in Port Hawkesbury. We have an incredible lineup in both. So yeah, if people are on the fence, it's going to be a great year, as always. The weather's great, and I know it's just going to continue to be great come October. And then, of course, kick up your heels at Festival Club. Well, Dawn, thank you so much, as always, for taking time out of your increasingly busy schedule and wish you the best of luck for this year's festival, and I personally can't wait to get there and see everybody. Oh, it'll be great to have you back on the island, so safe travels until then and when you get here as well, and we'll see you at the shows.
My conversation there with Don Beaton, fiddler and dancer extraordinaire, and also the artistic director for the Celtic Colors Festival. During our chat, Don mentioned the amazing trio of Michael McGoldrick, John McCusker, and John Doyle as one of the many fine acts playing Celtic Colors this year, so let's have a selection from them now. This is actually kind of an astonishing set, beginning with Five for Buckfast, a tune in 5-4, followed by a mazurka, Wired to the Moon, and then two jigs, Willie Coleman's and Rory McLeod's. McCusker and McGoldrick play multiple instruments, but we'll hear them here on fiddle and flute, respectively, backed by Doyle on guitar. We'll follow that with a beautiful Nancy Griffith song, beautifully rendered by the outside track and their fine vocalist, Teresa Horgan. But first... Here's McGoldrick, McCusker, and Doyle on The Kitchen Party, Kaylee.
to the Kitchen Party Kaylee.
all this trouble in our fields, if this rain can fold, these wounds can heal. They'll never take our native soil. But if we sell that new John Deere, we'll work these crops with sweat and tears. You'll be the mule, I'll be the plow. Come harvest time, we'll work it out. There's still a lot of love here in these troubled Still a lot of love here in these troubled fields. A couple of multinational groups there, beginning with the trio of Michael McGoldrick from England, John McCusker from Scotland, and John Doyle from Ireland, now living in the U.S. Their individual resumes are way beyond my capacity to relate here, but I'm certain you know who they are, particularly if you've listened to this program for any length of time. That medley started with a 5-4 reel, 5 for Buckfast, before moving on to a mazurka, wired to the moon, and then two jigs, Willie Coleman's and Roy McLeod's. This track was recorded live and released as a CD in 2012. That's the good news. The bad news is that the CD is only available from Coda Records in Edinburgh, which is where I got mine, but I believe they shipped to the U.S., so that's all right then. We then moved on to the outside track featuring members from Ireland, Scotland, and Cape Breton, and that was Trouble in the Fields, written by Nancy Griffith and sung for us there by Teresa Horgan, who also plays the flute. As I mentioned, the outside track will be coming to town for a show this Thursday at the Music Room House Concert Series, in addition to which, fiddler Maddie Rankin and harper Ailey Robertson will be performing together at Celtic Colors. I've wanted to speak with Maddie for quite a while, and I finally got to do it last week. So here for you now is my chat with Maddie Rankin, exclusively on the Kitchen Party Kaylee. So you are on a big, long tour now of the U.S. and Canada. How's that going so far? Uh, it's great. I think we're in our third week. It all turns into a blur. Yeah, we have it's 40 days of gigs and festivals and rehearsal and whatever else you can throw in there. So I have to start with the really obvious question. You come from, shall we say, a little bit of a musical family? Yes, I do. There's a lot of us, though. <laughs> the Rankin family, um, it's a massive family. I have 64 or 65 first cousins, and I bet pretty much all of them play something. So, yeah, we're a very musical family for sure. Well, that's not really so far outside the norm in case. <laughs> There wasn't a lot going on, so I guess making babies was the <laughs> obvious choice. Well, I was referring more towards they all playing the instruments. <laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah, it's a huge way of life back home. Music is involved in pretty much every aspect of what we did growing up. And, you know, until I moved away, I never realized how lucky we were. It's not just a half an hour lesson once a week. It's every day there was something being incorporated, whether it be playing for a wedding or a funeral or at an opening of an event or at the old folks' home or at the bingo hall. There was always something kind of centered around music. So pretty great way to grow up. 
And then after your musical upbringing, you came to, shall we say, notoriety at a fairly young age with Beolock. Yeah, it was one of those things that just happened. It was kind of like a combining of all on stage, and we all looked at each other one night. It was at the end of Celtic Colors, and we just got all up on stage to play at the festival club. As you do, you know, it's the end of the night, big blast of tunes, but something kind of clicked that night going, why don't we try something? And that was an album. And from there, it just took off, and it just kind of was out of our hands, and my God, we had a ball. Lots of fun. And it was great being able to play with your best friends. And everybody had the same kind of idea about where we wanted to go and what we wanted to play and how we wanted to play. So it just was the right time, for sure, for that band. And of course, schedules and personal lives have sort of scattered you hither and yon. But for those of us who have been lucky enough to see the occasional Celtic Colors reunion, the band definitely has not lost its touch. Uh, thanks a million. Yeah, it's special for us too, because that was a time where early on, we didn't really have a care in the world. Like our biggest thing was to put a set of tunes together. There was no real life, in quotation mark, distractions. So I think what we created then back at that time was just fresh and new and exciting. And, you know, listening back to it, sometimes we were like, how the heck did we even come up with those sets? Because we never really had lots of rehearsal time. We weren't very focused, I'll tell you that, because it was just everybody was kind of playing with other bands and whatnot but when we did come together and actually hunkered down for a couple of days there was some really fun stuff came out of there and i'm pretty proud of it and to keep playing it almost 20 years later and still enjoy it that's kind of a, a testament to the type of tunes that we chose we wanted them to be kind of timeless and you know fun to have a good drive and to be danceable and just to be enjoyable to play so yeah we had a great time with that band and you mentioned moving away. You're now in British Columbia. You're about as far away as you can get from Cape Breton. <laughs> I know, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, about seven years ago, Biolich was kind of at the end of quite a bit of touring, and people were having kids, and things were slowing down, and you know, life was taking over and I had been living in Halifax for about 11 years at that point and I had been out on the West Coast many, many times to do workshops and teach and play and it, it was almost felt like a second home to me and the Sabir Sisters, which are a great group of girls that run a school and they were musicians also, asked me to come out for a year and teach and I just said, why not? A little bit of structure in my life is not a bad thing. So they set up like a whole year-long schedule. And so I went, and I've been there ever since. But I'm not teaching there anymore because life has gotten busier, and I'm on the road quite a bit with the outside track. But BC is where I hang my hat a couple of months of the year. That's kind of where my address is, where I do my laundry sometimes. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It was actually seven years a couple of days ago, so I've been out there. So you mentioned the outside track, and in just a few days from now, you and the band are going to be here in town. Tell us who is with the band nowadays. Okay, the lineup is the two original members of the band, Ailey Robertson on harp and Fiona Black on accordion. They started the band 10 or 12 years ago, so they'll be on stage along with Teresa Horrigan from County Cork. She is our lead singer, and she plays flute and whistles. And then we have Eric McDonald from the Boston area. He is going to be playing guitar, and then myself on fiddle and step dance. So, yeah, that's going to round out the outside track for you. So for those of our listeners who have not seen the band before, or who are new to our program and have therefore never heard the band played on the radio, give us some idea what they can expect. 
the band encompasses most importantly where we're all from. So you have Scotland, you have Ireland, and you have Cape Breton. So we take tunes and songs from those worlds and combine them together to try to make the sound that is the outside track. So we have a variety of traditional tunes. We have new tunes that were written by some of the best Irish players. And then we have like a couple of smattering of different types of tunes. We have a couple of Danish tunes thrown in there and some Quebecois tunes from Quebec. Half the show is singing and then the other half of the show is instrumental. And then we'll throw some step dancing in there and that pretty much makes the outside track show. And then this year at Celtic Colors, there's no outside track and no Biolock, but you and Ailey will be there. What do you have in mind for those shows? Well, Ailey and I were lucky enough this spring, we did a 24-date tour starting in Cape Breton and finishing off in Ontario. So we wanted to see what it's like to kind of pare down. And Don Beaton, the director for Celtic Colors, was at one of our shows and she said, that seems to fit with our theme. So we're going to do a couple of shows in Celtic Colors and it's combining Ailey's Scottish roots for sure and then my Cape Breton and then my mother is actually from Scotland. She's from the Outer Hebrides in North Uist. So there's a very strong connection that I have with Scotland also. So when Ailey and I were kind of going through the tunes that we have and the tunes we wanted to work on, we really found this kind of pulse of strong Scottish repertoire that we will be playing. So this is really nice just to kind of take it down a level and really kind of get to the meat and potatoes of the tunes. And Ailey will be playing her real harp. On tour, she plays an electric harp. It's just smaller and easier to tour with. So she'll be lugging the big wooden harp over to Cape Breton, but it's got such a gorgeous, real sound. And we can really kind of concentrate on nicer, slower pieces and kind of get a feel for what it's like just to play as two. So we're looking forward to that. And luckily, um, you mentioned Bioloch for Celtic Colors. I'm going to be doing a, a half a Bioloch. So it'll be myself and Wendy McIsaac and Mac Morin. I'm also playing the same shows for Celtic Colors. So it'll be half Ailey and myself and then half a Bioloch. So it'll be, it'll be a treat. And then once Celtic Colors is done, what's ahead for you over the next six months or so? Well, after Celtic Colors is done, I'll go home to Vancouver for a couple of days. And then it's like a mini Bioloch is happening again. We are heading out to Ontario, and it'll be myself and Mac Morin, Wendy McIsaac, and Matt McIsaac on pipes and whistles. Fantastic piper, great musician. He plays banjo and guitar also. So we've set up about a 10-date tour. We start in Ontario, then Mac and I are going to head to Saskatoon and Regina and do some shows. And then Wendy and Matt are coming over to BC. And we're going to do about four shows in British Columbia. And then we head up to the Yukon and do some workshops and some shows there. We did it last year and it was just fantastic. I absolutely love it up north. And they have a great music program for kids. So, yeah, we'll do a little bit of a mini Biola reunion up there. And then after that, I just have a couple of solo shows. And then my December is free, which is the first time I can say that in years. So I'm just looking forward to kind of working on solo projects for December, which could involve my own album, which has been on the back burner for many years, so it's just time to get a new one out. And then we start back up in January, January, February, March, April with the band, so it's good. Well, Maddie, thanks so much for taking the time. We wish you the best of luck, and we're really looking forward to seeing you and the rest of the band this week. Oh, we can't wait. We'll see you soon.
My conversation there with fiddler Matty Rankin, who will be in town Thursday, September 28th, with the rest of the outside track. The show will take place at the Music Room near Butler University at 7 o'clock on Thursday, and you can reserve your seat by visiting irishartsindy.org. In addition to her work with the outside track and her two brilliant albums with Bailach, Maddie has put out one solo disc to date, which is called First Hand. We'll go all the way back to 2001 for a selection from First Hand, actually a medley of Irish tunes, The Noon Lassies, The Mountain Lark, and Touching Cloth. She's backed here by her Bailach bandmates Mac Morin on piano and Patrick Gillis on guitar. Let's give that a listen right now on The Kitchen Party Kaylee. Maddie Rankin there, the great fiddler from Cape Breton, now living in British Columbia. From her 2001 album, First Hand, we heard a trio of Irish tunes, The Noon Lassies, The Mountain Lark, and Touching Cloth. 
Once again, Maddie will be in town this Thursday with The Outside Track. And if you want more info about that show, visit irishartsindie.org or shoot me an email. We're getting near the end of our show for today. I hope you've enjoyed our time together, and I look forward to having you join us again next week. Reach us by email at kitchenpartykaylee, that's all one word and Kaylee is C-E-I-L-I-D-H, at gmail.com, by Twitter at at KPC underscore radio, or through our Facebook page. You can find podcasts and playlists from all of our shows at iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and at kpc-radio.com. For our final track this week, we'll have Golden Memories from Phil Cunningham and Allie Bain. Until next time, I'm your host, Dave Baghdad, and I thank you for listening. We'll see you here again on Sunday at 10 p.m. right after the folk sampler. Slan Ogat.
You've been listening to The Kitchen Party Kaylee on WICR 88.7 FM. This program was made possible by support from donations from the friends of The Kitchen Party Kaylee. We hope that you'll join us again next Sunday at 10 p.m. The Kitchen Party Kaylee is written, produced, and hosted by Dave Baghdad and was recorded at EMAS Studios in Broad Ripple. The Kitchen Party Kaylee is a fortnight production. Thanks for listening.